Welcome to Cooking the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point, through the good times and the bad, and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cooking the Books. This week on the podcast, I had Julian from Butter in Sydney. Yeah, I was well out my depth in this conversation in the fact that if I don't know anything about hip-hop and I know very little about fried chicken and I definitely know nothing about kicks, which I found out were actually trainers. So it's a great, yeah, it's a great conversation. Butter's doing super well. It's a really cool concept. He's also got um, a restaurant called Thievery, which is like, a, he calls it a, ba- a bombed out Baghdad, which we where we did the interview, another fantastic spot, like a Middle Eastern style. And they do like yum char, Middle Eastern yum char, things like that. It's a really cool joint. It, there's, a, there's a few of them all together, like business partners. So yeah, it's really interesting. It's a different way, a different look at things. It's a very modern approach. Uh, yeah, and I hope everyone enjoys it. Now, over to the show. Jules, Julian, what is it? Jules? Whatever. You know, <laughs> Neil used to call me Julie, that's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your restaurants that you, that you manage or own or partner, yep. partner in, you've got Butter in Surrey Hills and Parramatta, yep. which is a fried chicken hip-hop champagne sneaker venue. Mm-hmm. It's where street meets luxury. And you've also got um, Thievery, which is a Middle Eastern style restaurant in Glebe. Where we, we are on site today. Yeah, yeah which we are <laughs> yeah. out in like a little private dining, beautiful private dining room with a lovely outside space. It's awesome. Which one come first and how did it all come about? Um, thievery was first. Uh, the boys that started it had just contacted me. I just won the JP Young Chef of the Year Award, was about to go on my travels. And yeah, they just asked me to consult. Um, a couple of them are Lebanese. One's Greek. One was Chinese. One was Aussie. It was pretty much the UN with me being Italian. Um, and <laughs> melting then, pot. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, the, we just did a really fun, the, the space is like a bombed out Baghdad. And it was like just rustic, good, honest food. Um, I so love that bombed out Baghdad. Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, it was just you know a bit of fun, a, li- a bit of cash for me when I went away as well, and something fun to do. I just finished up at Nomad um, with Nathan and the guys there, and um, yeah, it was a good little start, sort of first place, just to do kind of like it was really my first proper menu of the whole of outside of anywhere than working for Rockpool, which is pretty much where I worked forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that experience at Rockpool? Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, I started... You did your apprenticeship there, didn't you? I finished my... I did my apprenticeship at my dad's cafe. Oh, yeah. Uh, Then I went to uh, this little restaurant one day a week in Parramatta, Courtney's Brasserie, Paul Cooper. He did... He couldn't offer me a job, so I had to look for one. And um, yeah, I saw Rockpool come up. My mate was there. And yeah, the original rock pool on George Street, still probably when I started 2004, late 2004, is probably still my favorite menus of Neil's food yeah, of all yeah. time. It's just like classic class, untouched. It was like big plates, little things, little dots of balsamic vinegar and like, you know, um, all that. And yeah, you know, then I got to go to Melbourne, um, open up Rockpool Bar and Grill and doing like bulk quality food, like 
was a pump house you worked there yeah, in yeah. Sydney and Melbourne. And yeah, that was awesome. That was such an eye opener. Massive crew, massive covers. And I think that was like for me and doing what I'm doing now was probably my biggest um, learning part. To, yeah, you know, yeah. to not skimp on value, not skimp on quality. Obviously, they have 20, 30 staff in the kitchen and we don't. But just to have that, that you can do, you know, lots of covers and lots of things and not skimp on that and, and really stay true to your philosophy and what you're doing. It's a very smart way of cooking. You've got to be super smart. Like, you know, that steak with just the lemon and the salt and the olive oil, like just good produce. It's the so best quality steak. Yeah, it was yeah. like, but what went into it for how many months and the treatment of it and, you know. Behind the scenes. Behind, yeah. Yeah, the wastage there. Like <laughs> when you trim, once it's dry aged and it's trimmed and I used to, I've said it time and time again when people say, oh, it's X amount for a steak. It's like, you have no idea what effort and how much you've got to hold on plus to create a dry aging. Yeah, and how much you lose and to get that flavor and yeah, how much yeah. wood they go through. Yeah, yeah, tons of wood, <laughs> so much wood. So then how did how did butter come about? Um, so yeah, I'd gone overseas. I did my trip traveling for eight, nine months. And then um, I came back and the boys from Thievery um, uh, had contacted me and said, hey, we'd love to do this fried chicken shop. Manoli had always wanted a hip hop sneaker bar. Um, he's always loved it. Like, you know, he always says Wu-Tang made him do it. He's a big sneaker head. Everyone is. So it was, um, you know, they were kind of like fried chicken hip hop sneakers. And I'm like, well, okay, fatty. And then I just been to over in, in London and that with bubble dogs and doing yeah. like the hot dogs and champagne. You I know, it's kind of like, James, yeah. James Nappett. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, street yeah. meets luxury. And I was like, yeah. well, let's just throw champagne in it, you know? And it was yeah, like yeah. fried chicken, hip hop, champagne and sneakers. So yeah, the boys and... Um, uh, yeah, it was kind of like uh, a bit of a, a weird sort of thing. I'd come back. I could have gone and worked for a lot of people, could have had a big venue, done something this. And I think for me, it was working with the guys. Like we're, we're very, we weren't friends before and we're actually all very good friends and we all work very well together. Like me, Mo, Mo and Manoli, we're sort of working the business all the time together. Just our creativeness, then we bounce off each other. They've made me really look... Um, an outside perspective not just as a chef yeah. you know they kind of really sort of cut me down like yeah you can be the most amazing chef yes you can do that but what about what the people want yeah, yeah. you know these things and yeah so i mean the the the, the concept of it is a, a juxtaposition but within hip-hop they're all eating fried chicken they're drinking champagne they're all into their sneakers it, it's a cultural thing yeah yeah i've heard you say that it's a, it's a it's not a style it's a culture yeah i really say like that we're not a restaurant we're not a bar we're not a retail you know like we sell clothing we do food we do music we interview artists like we are living and breathing i, I really feel truly to what the culture of hip-hop and the style and and um uh, a genre of, of life is for a lot of people you know were, were you into were you into that prior yeah i mean look it's like i, I always love sneakers growing yeah. up um it's a big scene here it's huge it's, it's, it's huge, huge. Yeah. um you know when i was a kid having the stuff i got more into vans and that like mm -hmm. sort of later on and when we were working you know i had every color of vans matching my undies and stuff yeah. like that but um just because you got run over yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um yeah look i'd always love hip top I, I look i love a lot of general like styles of things you know whether it's food cuisines it's like you know i i'm not as, was engrossed as what they were like really living breathing i mean 
mean, but they don't like the other music I like. like I love yeah. Neil Diamond and, you know, yeah, Dean yeah, Martin yeah. and stuff, yeah, you Martin know, they hate beast. it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and, and I think it's like, you know, I really learned a lot and really to see the culture. And I think that the biggest thing for culture is me and how cooking and doing this is that I'm very family orientated and everyone's very, very family orientated within this, and which yeah. is why I really feel this culture works and why I love and live and breathe it now. With the fried chicken, how do you... Um like, did you go to America or did you, how did you, how did you know that? Like, how do you know where to start with fried? I wouldn't have a fucking clue where to start with fried chicken, honestly. I know it seems pretty simple, but it's not as simple as it seems. No, I mean, um, like Morgan at Bell's, we had actually done the first hot chicken dinner. Yeah. Um, at uh, Nomad uh, when he came back from Charleston and stuff working for Sean Brock. Um, I mean, like we'd always cooked fried chicken. My dad, like at the cafe, we had like schnitzels and things. Yeah. Um, it's really, uh, it's, it's a process. It's hydration of flowers. So I just sort of like with the guys in the kitchen, we sort of threw out some things and how to do things and looked up some stuff and took a bit from Japanese and Korean styles and American styles, North and South American um, styles and just sort of put some stuff together, tested it and just kind of came out with this sort of, like I do feel it's quite a unique sort of frying the method that we do and a, a unique taste like it, it has a bit of cag on it but it's still really crispy but it's Super still crispy. really like succulent and juicy it's not dry it's not like real stringy it's not like you know and you brine it right yeah we brine which it which is I don't know if everyone does I, like, I, I don't really know that much about fried chicken I'm totally honest but is that the go or is that like generally yeah everyone will brine look we, we just do a salt water brine you know, salt and water yeah a lot of yeah. people will do like a lot of things buttermilk they'll add that sourness to yeah, it yeah, yeah. Um, you know uh, there's a lot of different tea brines sweet brines things like that i mean all this stuff you know the salt's going in moisture's going in flavors going into the chicken when you add all the spices and the stuff on the outside how much of the chicken you sort of taste like we yeah, yeah. tried all different brinings um and we just sort of thought like kind of sometimes simple is the best yeah yeah keep it, and then it's keep all it about simple, it's all about the flour yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. And then like you say you just got, did you just get different spices, mix them, try them, mix them, try them, mix them, try them, and then just try and like 20 grams more of this, 50 grams more of that. Is that how it works? So um, Thievery actually had an LFC on the menu, which was a Lebanese fried chicken. Okay. So that was actually the start and why they really thought the fried chicken would do well. So we kind of actually had already done it, yeah. right? And, and Thievery- Getting good feedback? Yeah. So like, I mean, every time there's something come out, best fried chicken in Sydney, this, that, like Thievery was always on there with all these fried chicken shops. It's this little restaurant and yeah, we just yeah. have people coming and coming for it. It's something that we haven't taken off that our hummus and baba ganoush, we've never taken off the menu. Um, so what, having the Middle Eastern spices for Thievery here, we just made it a little bit more Asian American with the spices, but same method. It's it's quite interesting when you say it, like you know you looked at Japanese you looked at Chinese you looked at Korean you looked at American, it's kind of like you know that's the great thing about Australia to be fair because you can pull all these things and still call it like Australian because well, it's modern, such a, modern cuisine um, mod Oz it, it, it's mod a Oz, we're is a, that the goal is we're, it? we're a diverse culture yeah exactly. I mean we don't have really our own cuisine I mean uh, our thing is influenced from every everyone that's come over like my family's italian you've got asian you've got yeah, yeah. Uh, middle eastern we have everyone under the one continent and that's how i think you know all our all our food is derived on you know and i do feel it's the best in the world yeah, yeah. i go to france i'm like can i get a little bit of salt pepper and lemon on there like the neil perry special yeah, it's like yeah, a little bit of citrus goes a long way you know no definitely 100 um, <clears throat> the um and how did you um how did you find the venue for butter um the guys uh, it was a restaurant, uh, I can't remember what it was called, Co & Co, was this little 
Korean taco. They went bust and then it was up for lease and the boys just found it. And okay. it's a very odd, small little space. Like when, when we started and we were like this concept, we're kind of like, is this gimmicky? I don't know. Like we were kind of a little bit scared, you know, it was Cross. kind of something. And it's right in this, it's in near the CBD as well. You know, yeah, it's like, you know, in Surrey Hills, in the heart, near central, just not far from the city. Um, it, it was very like the day we opened was like this massive lineup outside and those lines didn't stop for six months. Wow. And it was just like, we're a 40 seater little chicken shop just doing some fried chicken like it was amazing and yeah and then that you was when thought you'd fucking hit gold right? <laughs> well it was just like well more from the concept of thinking if we were gimmicky or not are we going to stay true and be have longevity it was yeah, like yeah people are getting this they're actually understanding what we do yeah. there's always people that don't understand what we do and why we do it and think that we're gimmicky but food subjective the world's subjective Regarding like you said, you know, you worked at Rockpool and all the rest of it and then you went to fried chicken. Was there anything like an ego at all? Do you know, like, I get it a little bit like you've done all that training for, you know, what, 10, 15, 20, whatever years it is at all this level. And then now you're just focusing on like the fried chicken or is it that you really love the operation side as well? I love the operation side, but, um, you know, I mean, a lot of people would sort of said, oh, you're just frying chicken on this. And like, to be honest, I do really feel it is a really good fried chicken. I put just as much effort into that fried chicken as I would do in a fine dining meal. And the thing is with a fine dining meal, you have so many elements and so much stuff. When you have just one product and to do it and to do it well is a lot harder than adding all those different flavors and elements to a plate. You can mask some things that aren't right. When you just have one product and it's just a piece of fried chicken and it's got to be juicy, crispy, it's actually more harder to do, I feel, than actually cooking a dish like at Thievery or something. I think I can get different flavors there, but to make this one little piece of chicken taste good. To sing and hum and that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you look, when you get in the, I like to talk quite a lot about the business side, but when you were looking for the rent, were you involved in the negotiations? No, the boys were. So Mo um, is an ex-lawyer, contract lawyer. Oh, so he's okay. our good. He's he's our good negotiator. So this is why, like, we work very well. Manoli yeah. was a, an accountant, um, and he used to do like risk analysis and stuff. And um, then I'm the cook. So it's kind of like the three things, like sort of marketing, creative ideas. So they do all that. Um, but I mean, we talk about it before and what we get. I think you know it, it's now of the days of restaurants opening, closing. A lot of people just because they have, you know, capital, they have an asset, a business, and then they want to charge you absorbent rents. Like, we, we won't. We'll offer yeah. them rent. Yeah, and we're not yeah. going to offer them what they want. Yeah. You know, because if they actually realize what they're doing to the industry too, of like these pe people get fucked by rent. Definitely. Like, it, it's the biggest thing. People don't factor in with your rent, outgoings, all that stuff. You got your insurances, all that. Like, it all adds up. You need low rent. Definitely. I, I, I've been looking into... Not that we're expanding, but I've been looking into rent and listening to a few things, and people are saying like, um, you know, you you, you could you can get like a, a get out clause almost, so you can you know you can, you can do five five and five or four four and four three whatever it might be, but you can say if we don't hit our expected revenue within two years, we want to be able to pull the pin on it. Okay, I haven't yeah. even heard. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, neither did I till recently. <clears throat> I was just listening to that, and I think that's a really good, really good way of doing it. Yeah, you it know, is. because like that kind of really screws the landlord, though, or like. But yeah, but it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. That's true. That's good. I mean, it's good for the small businesses and things like that. Otherwise, you're contracted. Yeah. Because even if you leave and they don't get a tenant yeah, yeah. or you can't find or you, a tenant yeah, yeah. or whatever, yeah. you're going to be paying rent for four years. So, uh, so like, it seems like sometimes people get rent and they're like, oh yeah, I've got rent for 25 years or 15 years. Oh, how great's that? 
Yeah, it's great if the business is doing well. Yeah, if but it when, is. If it isn't, then what you contracted to that. So I think rent is, a, is it, like you say, it's, it's a really important part that you've got to start thinking about. Um, it, it's like these new developments and things that are up and coming, you know, the big crown buildings and, and all that. It's like they offer you all these incentives. Here's 100 grand. Here's 200 grand. Here's your rent. You're actually paying more by taking those incentives. It's yeah, like yeah. don't take the money and ask for less rent. It's, um, and, and a lot of people get suckered in that way too. These new, so all these new buildings and apartments and offices are going on the up. Bottom, in the bottom, you on mean, the right? bottom, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. to have like urban planning is they need like restaurants, cafes, this. To but the thing is, the people upstairs. They've, they've influxed. And that's why I feel a lot of like restaurants and stuff are closed down to as well, you know, just because there is such an influx of restaurants and we haven't actually grown per capita of like people. Um, we haven't grown as much with our, um, uh, our population to actually service all these places yeah. a lot of places are empty like if you go out west a lot of the apartments the chinese investments all that there is a lot of like empty apartments the whole block yeah it's yeah, crazy wow. like out carlingford where i am like there's like so many empty things like in the city too there's a lot of empty uh vacancies of apartments imagine and- if you've bought into that they've bought you in and they're going yeah yeah we're, put- we're going to get this apartment there's going to be two and a half thousand people living here you put your restaurant in the bottom contracted for five years six years and no one buys the apartment then you're fucked well that's the thing too and it's like who wants to really go to the bottom of the apartment and eat you'd rather go somewhere else yeah, right yeah, unless yeah. it was just like a coffee or something yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like this destination dining they're trying to do like look some, some places work well and some places don't you gotta you gotta know what you're doing to sort of go into some of these places I think you yeah, know yeah yeah definitely and where did the name butter come from um <laughs> so everyone thinks it's like a block of butter yeah you know I mean yes when we started I was trying to do like burnt butter and butter soft serves and we use a bit of butter in stuff yeah um but butter literally was just like kind of coining a term of like this is butter that's butter we are butter it's a culture it's smooth it's everything you know oh, okay yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. kind of hip it's cool it's fun it's nothing really if you know no, it's, it's just not, the brand yeah it's just the brand yeah but yeah. yeah i mean if we're to say it's something it's it's who we are we are butter yeah okay interesting and do you have a digital marketing team yeah, we have uh, we do all our in in house marketing and social and all that stuff. Um, yeah, we've been doing it sort of since we've started because, like, like we said, like with we were talking before, trends and you know within businesses, staying reputable, staying on top of things, keeping up, giving something new. Like, you know, one cafe does this. The next day, the one next to it does the next thing. They'll be, you know, eating at that next one. So you've always got to stay on top of things. Things are a lot like fast pace, a la minute. There's no more like lead times. It's like literally Wednesday we thought of something and we did it on Thursday. So, yeah, we do all our stuff like pretty quickly and and do it. And, yeah, we've got a really good team in-house. Everyone's – there's a few – like we do it. There's a few people, some graphic – a graphic guy and social um, person – and does all our media pitches and all stuff like that to get out to all the broadsheets and things like that. So, um, yeah, the website's it's, slick. It's super slick. You, you were saying you buy predominantly online. You, you buy if you, you, a lot of your sales. sales yeah, yeah, sales for um, all that clothing yeah, and all, all that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it's all online. So yeah upkeeping that yeah you know kind of back in the day there wasn't really where the internet wasn't there or you know all this social media world you could just cook food right yeah you know it's 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 changed a lot now and you need a big presence in there so yeah do you have a team managing that in-house or do do you have an external (coughs) team that's us yeah yeah me manoli mo so we'll we have our meetings each week we're 
always something coming up. And so. photos and uploading and the yep. whole thing. Yeah. There must be a fair bit of work in that. It is. It's like when you do something new, when you do a menu. Yeah, uploading all the photos. Like take, do, you have a, like, do you go to photo... Uh, um, like a photographer's you got with photographer yeah so our graphics guy does all our photos for us yeah, yeah he's awesome he's uh, um, it, it's a it's one thing to have like a designer or a graphics um, people or marketing people but it's another thing to actually have them engrossed and really believe and know what you are and how to express you yeah, that's yeah. the hardest it's even with staff you know you can have a manager but if they don't really get it and believe in it they're not going to do a good job so we've been through a couple and yeah Shawnee is a good little kid man he's awesome we love him and what do you give him projects or is it does he like say I think we need to you know relaunch or you know social media posts or we need to jazz up the I don't know I like um, yeah no he'll come up with sort of some stuff um, like Alma she, she, she does like all the social and the media pictures like we'll, we'll sit down every Wednesday and run through we have a calendar that is just filled with stuff and everything we're doing and it just seems like it's never ended um, it's yeah it seems like it's never ending but um yeah look it's just it's it's really us just doing it and that's the thing i think about like you know our business we are a small business we're hands-on we're in there we're doing it we're watching these things seeing these things we'll see what other people do we'll think of our own campaigns we'll do cheeky fun things it, it's really just collectively all of us kind of having a viewpoint meeting like a weekly meeting yeah we have a weekly meeting and we're literally talking to each other all the time so we'll work out of here like at thievery everyone will be here and you know everyone has an eye so someone will catch something or i'll catch something or someone else and then it's just all collectively so it works really well because it costs a lot but it works well yeah 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 i was gonna say because like like that hip-hop and that culture kind of thing digital marketing seems to like you need a big digital market presence for that. Like it really strengthens your well, brand. When we started, so two weeks in, and like I said, Manoli, who was very big, this was his like thing. Um, Wu Tang is his love, and we had um, Ghostface, RZA, and Raekwon. Uh, Ghostface, RZA, and Raekwon come in when they were here <laughs> three years ago, um, and we just asked them. Supposedly they turned down going to Maryvale for a gig that they were paid for and they just had heard of our concept and was like, we love that, we're coming in. We threw this party. It was like incredible, amazing. They were the first. And since then, like we just have like a kind of name now. And like when we go, like we say hi to them, this like, you know, we're not sort of those people that are like, we need a photo of photo, we need this, blah, blah, blah. We got to put it on social. It's like, well, so now we're quite very big in um, just like with the record labels. And when someone's coming, they'll contact us. They'll like, you know, they'll say, hey, we'd like to do this. Would you like to throw a little listening party? Would you like to throw a party with them? This, that. So, what do, so they come to the one in the city? Yeah. And, yeah. and what, and what do they, like, where do they perform? Or do they just like... Um, no, they don't. They just chill. They just chill. So, like, I mean, the biggest, like, Post Malone, uh, you know, Post Malone. No, 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 All right. No, no, so, no. he's... You got to leave Stevens. up after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm more like Cat Stevens. Uh, yeah. When Dean Martin comes in <laughs> to Australia. <laughs> Cat uh, Stevens and Adele. Yeah. That's what uh, no, so, like, I mean, Post Malone came in the first year. So, this is, like, the amazing thing. It was, um, we were taking come in. We'd had, like, Lord Finesse and Large Pro, like, all these old school DJs. And then these young kids, like, you know, that listened to them and yeah, created yeah. their own music from their inspiration and sort of started to come in and sometimes it just turned up. We didn't even know. And the guys are like, hey, this is this and that. And it's like, so it just started. And then, um, yeah, Post Malone had come in like his first year. He toured in in, in Sydney. Like, so he's got all like face tats, all this, yeah. you know, um, he's like, he's huge, right? Before he was platinum and that. 
I remember him just sitting there. He was there with like his bouncer and his girlfriend or someone. And um, I just I was outside having a cigarette, and I was like, "Hey, how'd you like it?" He goes, "Man, this is fucking amazing." He goes, "I love this. I want this to do this in L.A. Like, yeah. come and do it in L.A." He goes, "This is amazing." I'm just like, maybe all like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. You know, this is awesome. Next year, like he got platinum and this, and then he was like got off the plane in Brisbane and told uh, BBE, the promoters who had sort of told him, um, friends of ours who sort of told him they put on festivals and events. It sort of told him to like come in and say, hey, you should check out this place. He's like, yeah, I heard of it. He got off the plane the second year in Brisbane was like, hey, can we go to Butter? And they're like, it's in Sydney. (laughs) And then it's like, and he's just like, he goes, hey guys, like I fucking love this place. I've told you, I love you. Like, this is amazing. This is the best, like fried chicken and the concept. I have so much fun. I tell everyone. And then it was like, just so many people come. Like we had like six black come in last night, just randomly. And we're doing this listening party. And he's like, ASAP Ferg was just there with TJ Mills. And he was, I was like, Hey, and he's like, yeah, we're just like stopping over on on our way to Brisbane. We just came from the airport and we're we're flying out in a couple of hours. It's like, wow, this is like really cool. You know, it's amazing. Just this 40 seat little fried chicken shop that we fried chicken, hip hop, champagne sneakers that we actually can be immersed and involved with these guys. That is like amazing. So, you know, all like local people, we throw these parties. Um, it's just for everyone to sort of like be there and have fun and be cultural. And just, we have some DJs and stuff or they might get on and start singing or DJ. And it's like, sick. it's cool. It's sick. It's fun. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I did not expect this. Like last night we did one Danny Brown listening party. Like I said, it was just like, you just, just people watching, you know, yeah. but it's like, everyone is just like, dancing and you know drinking and having fun it's like this little bar that's not a bar that you created that you yeah, create, well, yeah. you know you and the guys created everyone's just like oh we love this place we love butter it's like it's surreal it's just so nice like yeah, you know yeah, yeah. i could i can i can only imagine would you um when he says that like oh this would work so well in la does it make you think fuck i wish we could you know yeah um you know last time when he came it um uh, he sort of said it again. That was three years in a row. And it was like, we said, hey, man, you want to give us some money? Give it to us. Yeah. So I actually tried to organize um, a pop up. I was meant to go in July this year. But um, do you know Louis Tickerham? Uh, one of my best mates. He was at EPLP, okay, used to yeah, run Long yeah. Range. So we're meant to yeah. do like a rooftop there. Five years he was over and I was meant to organize oh, it the last I do couple know who of years. He is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I missed out. But hopefully um, next year, we're going to talk to some of. Um, yeah, his guys, his managers and that said that there's a few bars, restaurants they know and friends that they would love to take us over That'd and do like sick. a party. So, yeah, it, it, it's fun to even just think of that. Or like, I've been over, to, I went to the state, um, to Asia, like Bali and Hong Kong and that. Singapore and I've been as well, Singapore. Right? Yeah, Singapore. Yeah, so it's kind of a thing you can do anywhere and like, you know, just have fun with. People get it, right? For sure, yeah. 100%. And do you, do you have like, um, did you have a forecast? Do you do forecast budgets? These kind of things for like, did you and, and were you close to them or? Um, yeah, like to be honest, yes, like we were yeah. very so. Like I said, Manol's counts man, we kind of went through, we went through costume, we were doing the stuff, and um, I mean, like, as I think where some chefs and people get unstuck too is that they can't really forecast or know, yeah, yeah, and you need to, okay, I'm paying rent, I'm paying these wages, what's you know, my percentages, what do I need to yeah. get, okay, if I need to turn X amount a week well hang on how much spend per head per cover how many covers do i need 
is that a thousand covers over five days that's you know 250 or whatever a day like yeah um no we did do um we we always work it out that that type of stuff back-end things we're really good at whether it's all documented or not properly is another thing but we do really talk about that stuff and i think that's a very big like business thing that a lot of people don't know or understand they just think super important yeah. Yeah. We like our accountant pushes us every year. So have you got your forecast, your growth sheet, you know, look at your profit and loss. And not even just a forecast. Like we don't, we get into like, we forecast what we're going to do. And then we have to forecast what the wages will be for that. Mm. What, you know, what the, the meat order will be from that. Yeah. And try and manage it all and see where you're at. Because sometimes it might not be worth growing. Do you know what I mean? It might be like, you know, to get to that next step, you might need two more chefs. Well, yeah. But by the time you take them away, you're actually losing money. It's, it's an economy of scale. It's like, yeah, yeah, you can do X amount. Oh, I'm doing just half more, but I need two extra chefs. But I could actually exponentially do three times more with that many. And it's getting to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 that's, I love that kind of, I love that style. Yeah. And with multiple shops, that's why I asked you because with multiple shops, they're the kind of things that you really need to be. Yeah. Where, so we know, like, and we already knew, yeah. in with our, our um, thievery and the two butters, we're just one kind of away from that. Like, yeah, we yeah. Need, it's kind of like one more store would be quite good to sort of have a bit more revenue and with the staff based and things yeah, we yeah. have, the marketing, all that stuff. It's kind of, you know, yeah, what yeah, we yeah, always yeah. knew. But that's the thing. It's like we're not like we're, we're, we're not just going to jump into a spot. It's got to be a right spot. We, we really look into where we're going to and, and, you know, demographics and people around and stuff like that. Spend some time there, walk up and down streets, see who's kind of around. So it's kind of a big thing too. Like I think a lot of restaurants and places, you know, can open up and be a destination, but, um, you know, some it, it does work sometimes, it's but tough. it's tough. Yeah, so you kind of want to make sure it's the right spot and, you know, to be picky is kind of good with that. Yeah, like you say, with destination, if you want to be in the CBD and get foot traffic, well, then you, your rent's going to be huge because of your foot traffic. If you want to be out uh, in a destination spot, you better be fucking good to yeah. get people yeah. to come there. Do yeah, you know that's what I mean? true. And like you say, with the if you've got a digital marketing team and you've got one restaurant and a digital marketing team costs you a grand a week, for instance, and then if you have two, well, then digital marketing costs you $500. Yeah. If you get four, it's 250 You know, like it's... Yeah. It, it spreads the cost yeah. especially back a house yeah. you've, got, you've got one accountant yeah. you've got one digital marketing yeah. team it all gets shared out yeah. unlike so it, them costs come down yeah it is I think it's the biggest thing of um, you know you're operating uh, front of house back of house like kitchen and, and front of house you know like your costs are kind of you know yeah, but yeah. then when you have back of house things that's where you can actually grow so much more like you're always going to get more staff that run the services do those things but the back end you don't really need much more yeah, yeah you could have a hundred shops and still have three four people doing it you definitely because I've only got to change a little bit yeah. or do a different post it feeds off everything but you need physical staff in locations to do the exactly. food and the waitering and things like that exactly and the fucking wage cost at the moment off the chart <laughs> what um what what do you think the split would be, be between retail and food uh our like our clothing yeah and yeah your like clothing that. and, and, and um, shoes and all the rest of it to be honest i haven't really looked at it um okay. we're like we we don't get a lot we're small right yeah, yeah. you know we only get like 50 hundred of items you know at a time yeah um you know we're not big like iconics and things like that um we have like our select brands but we sell out very quickly yeah okay um the consignment stuff, um, you What's know, like, consignment? so consignments, it's other people's shoes. Um, they're generally they're dead stock, which just means that they've never worn. They've just held them for a long time. Actual people own them. 
Yeah, so people own them, so they give them to us to on-sell. So we only get a percentage of a commission off that, right? But you don't have to pay it until you've sold it, right? That's right, yeah, yeah. and then we, we have them up. So, um, so you do a lot of that? Yeah, so that, that's, that's a all our good word. All right? our sneakers are all that. Other, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's big places. So nothing bought from an actual the like, sneakers. Uh, no, no. Oh, so we don't have any like Nike accounts, Adidas, things like that. Right. Um, so this is like this is the culture of yeah, the thing. You know, okay. these sneakerheads. Like flipping kind of. Like, yeah, that yeah. Kind of thing? So people go line up, get a sneaker for two hundred fifty bucks, yeah. and they sell it for a thousand dollars. You know, mm. um, but um, yeah, I mean, we would do it for the culture. Like it, it was. Just because a lot of people buy a lot or have a lot or they, you know, over time, they're like, I just would rather sell this. There's many channels to do it. We were just a physical store. How did you find, how do you find these people? They just pretty much come. We have like, we got connections or people that we know. Um, There's a few chefs that really like big in it. Um, We have a few people working with us that were sneaker heads and they were like, I want to work for you. Like they come and eat all the time and like, here's my resume. I want to come. I love the sneakers. So a lot of them, like even our stuff that we own, the owners or um, our staff have started it. And then now it's just kind of people know and it's, it's been what, two and a half, three years that we sort of done it. Um, it's just a flowing effect. People will just come, you know, some will have one pair, some will have 10, 20 pairs. So the, yeah, could, if I had like trends, sneakers, trend, you know, fuck, I'm Not so Not smelly uncool. ones, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I've got something I've been wearing for four years. Any chance of getting a couple of hundred bucks for these <laughs> But if I had a, some, a pair, would I just send you an email with some photos and say, I've got these. Yeah. Can you sell yeah. them for me? And then what would you literally do? They keep hold of them and then you just put them on your website. Nah, that, ship, that generally, they'll bring them in. I mean, oh. a lot of them are um, a lot of like Sydney based. Right, they'll okay. come to us. Yeah. Um, we do ship. Um, to other states and internationally but yeah. we haven't had uh, there's a, there's already places in Melbourne things that do like we do there is right, even okay. a lot other places in Sydney that do the consignment stuff too um, so yeah so there's just kind of like whether it's dead stock or it's worn we'll assess it if it's in good condition what it is find market rates ask what they want sometimes yeah. they want a bit more sometimes they're happy to take a bit less and we just work with them. And to how do, do you it. how do you know how much they're meant to cost? There, there's a lot of web-based tools and stuff that you can get it for market rates. There's a lot of forums. A lot, you see what things are selling for, highs, lows. So it depends on size. Yeah, Nine okay. and ten are like the most expensive things because that's the general size of American people. American or, or US or US, UK, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, like. Eight and a half to like a ten and a half are like the most expensive generally. Yeah. So that's for some sneakers. Then you get like Jordans, right? Basketball because, players. Because they're taller. Yeah, yeah, size yeah. 12s and 11s are more expensive than like size 6s, you know, yeah, things yeah, like that. So yeah, it's yeah. actually a very funny market to really look into and delve into and, and to realize that, you know, some of these sneakers that get dropped and you get stuff like we had this one, um, the Floms. The floms for love, for love or money. Okay, right. I'm um, so out of depth here. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> go on. Um, yeah, go on. You had um, these. Sne- you had these sneakers. Yeah. So, um, Futura art, an artist, um, re- resides in Japan. Done some amazing artwork. Um, artist, as in like graffiti or drawing or, or music. A bit of everything. Yeah, right, very okay. cultural person. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of the word of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had these shoes. There was uh, 17 in the world. The flomps for love or money. Um, so we, a guy. Did you have a pair? So a guy in Australia had a pair that was given to him, and he wanted to get rid of them. He was just like, I don't know, this guy seemed wealthy. Was driving a Bentley, stuff like that. Was very big in the music industry in Oz, this and that. And um, yeah, so he had he had them, and then we were looking them up, and they were like seventeen thousand dollars, right? Oh. So we had them on, and everyone was just coming in to see them. Yeah. 
like 17 or 24 in the world. Like no one kind of had really seen him. He ended up selling it to someone in America for 17 grand. Jesus Christ. It's like ridiculous. So yeah, it's like these, you know, just kind of those things. Like I've seen in America as well where um, Brendan Sharp, do you know Brendan Sharp? Oh, he's like, he used to be an MMA, MMA fighter. He's now a stand-up comedian. He's got a few podcasts. He's, he's a funny guy, but he's right into this culture, huge. And he, he was saying like, People get trainers, like, you know, whatever. I'm Again, I'm totally talking out of school here. But like, you'll get a, a, a fucking pair of Jordans or whatever, and you take them to this other guy who then, like... Customization. Customize, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, that's a whole... So, it, this is, like, we, we got a kid now that does this stuff. Um, and Joanna, one of our other staff, like, her parents were shoemakers, and she's starting to learn to stitch and sew. And, yeah, like, all the panels... Yeah, take the tongue out or whatever. Yeah, you can change different. colors, like, spraying. So, it's funny, like, he came to us for a job, and he's like, oh, I've got this, like, kick business that I do this. Kick and it's, business, is that what yeah, called? they're called kicks. Yeah, when you, so when you, trainers. If you're calling them trainers, just call them kicks. Oh, like right, cool okay. shoes are called kicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he's doing that, and yeah, like there's a lot of customization stuff. Um, there's quite a few people in Sydney. It's um, actually something that we are very looking into. Is as well. it? That'd be cool. Like, have somewhere where they do that in the yeah. place. Yeah. I'm fucking telling you yeah. how brand your business is. We actually made a butter shoe that has yeah. butter on it and it's like butter colored and it's like an Air Force One and it had like the tick was like fried chicken. It was kind of bubbly. Yeah, nice. Yeah. The, um, a few boxers and that as well, they get custom ones and that Brendan Sharp gets, when he did his first stand up, like his first special, I think it was on like whatever HBO special or whatever it was he got some guy to make these special custom ones he wore yeah. them just for that one night and yeah it's a, it's a fucking crazy did, you, did you see our our box that we served yeah yeah, oh, I yeah, see, yeah, yeah 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 so we did a little shoe box so that was the thing serving like you know our shoes our chicken in shoe boxes things like that do you think like you can be walking on the on a fine line of gimmickiness when you do that so that one yeah it was i don't think that was gimmicky i think it was actually pretty cool because yeah, like, i mean it, it's a use of packaging saying that everyone is going to see and have and it yeah. is it actually says what we are yeah, yeah. fried chicken hip-hop champagne sneakers you yeah know, yeah with the retail I love it. the shoe boxes um yeah people have said oh is this just an ultimate box from kfc you know like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean hey i love the kernel like i'm never going to discriminate but there are people that just don't get it yeah you yeah. know there are people that don't have that culture or understand or even really want to you know like some things yeah that, just it's turn the nose up it's not yeah fun. it's kind of like yeah you know i mean there's a lot of worlds going on like i don't know this world at all and then like there's the fishing world like you i don't know if you know anything about i don't know if i call about fishing either yeah. but that's like a whole new world who like yeah people who ignore the fishing shops and you know dive in there's loads of different yeah. worlds that are going on do you think like the cross branding like the shoe and the, and the, and the clothing with the food element is, is like a, a new work so is it the Rising Sun workshop they're also is that right if I call that um, Rising Sun workshop yeah, yeah we did a collab ramen with yeah. them but yeah. they're also like a, a ramen place that do fix motorbikes is that yeah, right yeah yeah, yeah. they and do then, the bikes yeah and was it like um remember back in the day was it mg you know the restaurant garage he MG? has yeah yeah, yeah yanni yeah. had that M- yeah yeah you know like there's a, is that is that the future like you know if, if terry Laybon, who i used to work with back in england he's now got the restaurant and the butchers so you could you know you yeah. can both like is that because restaurant businesses are getting more and more difficult it's like diversifying it right di- yeah. yeah it diversifies it gives you many revenue streams Especially with the online stuff, if you're if it's all on consignment, you're not having to spend the cash, so you're holding all this stock. You just take a percentage. 
when that's going good at Christmas. You know, there's different yeah. times of the year yeah. where one will go better. Yeah, it's like our clothing and stuff on there. It's like you can come in, eat some fried chicken. You can have, you know, drinks, get drunk. And then you go, oh, shit, I'll spend $1,000 on a pair of sneakers. Yeah. yeah I'll grab <laughs> a that, T-shirt and yeah, get another and 50 that's bucks or like whatever. having them on. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's so we sell other clothing like Pleasures and Carrots or these sort of, you know, unique Raised by Wolves, unique boutique brands, which, you know, are amazing. But then it's like we do our own butter stuff and it's like, people actually want to wear it's not for me like our butter t-shirts aren't kind of just a gimmicky sort of restaurant t-shirt it's actually a fashion streetwear t-shirt that we have you know try to get quality and things like that and um quality material yeah 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 yeah. which is what what would you say what's a good quality brand for that um oh man there's many we're actually going through a process of um I mean, it's really to look in. It's like food and anything. Like, okay, what's the thread counts? How, how long is it washed for? How long does it last? Does it shrink? Is it breathable? You know, is yeah, it is yeah, a yeah. firmer one? So we're sort of going through a process of actually changing uh, some of our stuff, you know, really looking into it. Because, yeah, you can get some really nice brands that have really sh- like one wear, one yeah, wash, fucked. and you're like, fuck, I just spent 50 or or $100 yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's a thing which is, I think, quite unique of, yeah, you can go in and get this stuff. And yeah, diversifying expenditure and it's all about having fun, right? It's having something different. It's being cool. You know, we release clothing with food. You know, we do something different. We have an artist come. We do a food. We do a Butter Presents, like our, our interview s- series and, you know, sort of tie all these things together. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about doing cool shit and just having fun. When you said that carrot, that is it carrot? Fuck, okay. Carrots, yeah, carrot. it's a brand. I've, I've seen the brand. <laughs> yeah. Like, who? how do you find these people? Who finds them? And, um, like- so, yeah, one of our, our back-end team, Alma, like, she's very into the um, fashion street world and she'll just contact them, you know, and even, um, yeah, like... like like people Woodward and, and Raised by Wolves and things like that, Chinatown Market, you know, and we'll generally be like those brands were kind of the first ones in Oz to get them too, really oh, yeah. small because they were just coming up like a few years ago. And now that's they're, a skill. That's now a they're skill. huge. Yeah. So it's been on top. It's like how we talk about food and on the next trend and knowing what to do. It's the same in all these kind of creative industries, right? Yeah, yeah. That you need to be on the pulse. You need to be watching who's this little guy that's doing, you know, these cool little things that just has a little website, you know, needs some want to grow a bit more yeah yeah you give them the opportunity and hopefully when they get massive they still remember who you are yeah 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 don't forget about us yeah, give yeah. me that fucking lego <laughs> <laughs> no definitely and i think that hip-hop world is very entrepreneurial as well yeah it's a it's a very um it's a it's yeah it's it goes hand in hand you know the, a lot of them bring out clothing brands trainers and these kind of things and i think that's starting to be a bit of a culture now especially in america looking at america looking at the gary v's of the world and yeah Nipsey Hussle, who you know died, who got killed recently, and they're, they're all barber shops and these mm. kind of things. Yeah. So that, as well as the culture, and like you having multi, starting to get multiple shops, it all seems to like tie together. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think it is. You know, when you have like a trusted name or like these artists they have such a following it's like making a side hustle sort of thing you know making something but then you know they're not going to skimp on quality they're going to be good and you're going to be comfortable with knowing what it is Um, yeah because it's their name right yeah like like you said exactly if you make good music fucking beyonce whatever you just know she's not going to put her name to some shit right she just isn't like why would she do that why would she ruin all that reputation do you know what i mean 
yeah. David Beckham, that's why I wear his aftershave. <laughs> <laughs> I like Com de Grasson. I've only had two in my life, Tommy and Com. Are you being serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've only ever, never, I've never changed. Yeah, I've do only, you know what yeah. I do? This is the truth. I fucking go into uh, Chemist Warehouse yeah. and I see what's the fucking cheapest and I get that one. <laughs> that's what I do. It's, fucking, uh, like, it's better than fucking BOs, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, fuck it, I don't think. I've been with my wife for fucking 20 years or something. Like, <laughs> I'd say it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, but with this restaurant, it's a, it's even though it's got like a good vibe, with thrifty, isn't it? Thr- thr- thievery. Thievery. Yeah. How, like, it's completely different, but still got like a culturally kind of like hipster feeling. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so we... Um yeah, so our, our kind of thing here, like, we're, it's, again, we're not a bar or restaurant, and we actually started playing loud hip-hop music here, oh. like, old-school loud hip-hop, and we offended people, you know, or older people were like, can you turn the music down? It's like, no. Did you, you say know? no? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, um, You're not our people. Yeah, so, I mean, more at the start, look, and it's a thing, you know, you can't always just keep telling people no. It's yeah, like, yeah. all right, some songs should not be in there, but it is still who we are, and we open this as, like, a fun bar vibe, coming to share, it's how I like to eat, I I mean, this is a big chef thing now. It's just conversing on the table, passing plates, um, you know, and, and our thing here of like, you know, I'm not Middle Eastern, I'm Italian, but the flavors and being cultural, the Mediterranean-ness of things, yeah. the Middle East, and it's like, you know, through food, with the music, the staff, fun, relaxed vibe is something unique in itself, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. And the, is it quite different? Does it affect... Uh, buying power you know because you've got all the chicken from one place can you piggyback on the back of that for this place oh yeah no i do definitely yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like my dad had wholesale businesses oh, did back he? in the day yeah he had chicken shops and my yeah. uncle still has chicken shops up the coast so it's kind of funny that i have chicken shops too now so it's in your blood yeah so uh, he had wholesale business sort of like um whole chickens uh wholesale like dry goods and all stuff like oh, that okay yeah, um yeah, yeah. yeah he used to work on chicken farms and stuff um used to do all their back end like goodman fielder did like accounts all these things my dad was very like diverse back he had big rooster stores eight franchises down the south coast which is the red rooster now did he really yeah um so yeah and i this is the thing i'd always learned from him of like just talking and consolidating and always asking for best prices of things like i mean you know we the, the suppliers we use now i've been using for the whole time and even some were from Rockpool, and it's yeah, like yeah. i'm not paying the price Rockpool's paid all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a small business but yeah it, it's a thing of being smart right and that's knowing what, yeah with that chicken because you you've got one shop that's just pumping out heaps and heaps of chicken yeah then you can piggyback on the back yeah. of that for this one it's a smart yeah yeah, yeah. It's a smart yeah. Way, uh, smart and they're happy to you know we don't go through as much chicken at thievery but we still do the lfc you know it's still a a, a, you know uh, 30 odd kilos a week kind of thing um but then you know butter's like huge half a ton or so um each shop but um yeah and they're happy to piggyback on and they will we're the same company yeah it's good i I learned that recently about the pork i was telling you earlier about where i was going to move pork supplier but unfortunately like if i did move my pork supplier that's that's my big buying power with with the supplier so if i move that then everything else went up all the other bits and bobs that i needed so it made it so i couldn't move supplier kind of you know it's fine it's fine but yeah, yeah to piggyback and if you can get one element where you can do well you can bring all the other prices. That's you can right. Drive yeah, the prices down. You, you you do. You mentioned before you do do a lot of collaborations. You did. You've got the the ramen. Uh, you did the burger. Help me oh, out. we did like the sandwich. Um, uh, didn't you do uh, one with, with Jeff? 
Oh, we did that over in uh, Singapore. In Singapore. Yeah, um, Rosita Deluxe. Rosita Deluxe. Yeah, um, yeah, Jeff Claudio, the man of mystery. <laughs> yeah, where's he gone? Uh, he's in Berlin at the moment. Um, can't tell you what he's doing exactly. I don't know. He just fluffs around. I like to, everyone just thinks he fluffs. No, nah, he's he's consulting on on places. He's in doing front, very right? well. Yeah, yeah you know, he, one of the like the nicest guys, and I love seeing him. So, yeah, um, his business partner Dre um, at Park Bench Deli. He's like, I'm getting Jeff over, come over. So we just threw like a fried chicken burger party for a couple of days. And you just went out there and did it. Uh, we went out every night. Yeah, yeah is that yeah. what you're asking? No, <laughs> it wasn't. But I guess it was a good night. Yeah, no, nah, it was good fun. Um, yeah, so we did like a, a few days there, um, like Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday. Um, with that, then like we, within our store, we did like the Guest Chef Sandwich Series, had like Dan um, Dan Peverell at Alberto's and Monty from Dolphin, did like Nelly from Nell, had Greg from Wishbone, had um, uh, Kirby from Ume Burger. We did like eight chefs, um, Graham from Chin Chin. And it was just cool. Like a different one each week? Yeah, it was, yeah. it was one week. So eight weeks, eight chefs. I did one from Thievery. I had to put myself in there. Yeah, you can't be missing <laughs> just out Just to it. show yeah. that I still work a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and it, it's fun. And like, yeah, the uh, doing collab stuff. And it's even like with some of these artist things, like, um, you know, it was like Wu-Tang. We made this Wu-Tang pie, you know, kind of one of their songs is like, you know, butter pecan chocolate deluxe. So we created this like crack pie kind of okay. butter pecan. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's really good. Like we just did the Rising Suns. It's fun that like butter's kind of this fun hit vibe place that, you know, it's easy to kind of be like, hey, you want to just put a sandwich on or like sauces? You do like the chicken or the ramen. So it's fun. I think these collabs and stuff like this is like, it's really good because one, you, you, you attract a different market from That's both, what I was gonna say. both yeah, sides. Yeah. Of yeah. The so spectrum. you, pro- you, pro- you promote them through your, through your channels and they also promote you through their channels. So you're both gaining. Yeah. 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 Both gaining and then like media, things like that. Love it. You know, it's, yeah. We don't, we kind of set now sort of what we do. We'll do a couple of times a year, which is good. Like you get a little bit of impact. It's like if you just did it all the time, it'd be, be too gimmicky. It'd be too, it'd be yeah, too yeah. much. Yeah. But, um, and it's doing it with select people. And do you do well off it? Like, do, do, does it bring a big crowd, would you say? Yeah. Like, you know, um, yeah, when we did the sandwich, the eight weeks, like it was really good. We had, yeah, um, you know, we sold more sandwiches than others. Um, yeah. You know, some didn't do as well, but then there was, there was some times like it rained or things like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Over the eight weeks. But yeah, I mean, uh, consumers love that type of stuff too. They love something different. And that's the trend and what we we're talking about before. They, they just like to see different stuff all well, the that, time. The reason I thought, like, it kind of goes hand in hand as well with the music as well. Like, yeah. so many rappers rap on other people's beat. People do different beats. Yeah. Again, I don't have a fucking clue what I'm talking about. I've seen bits and bobs. <laughs> well, yeah, it's collaborative. Yeah, it's yeah, taking, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're fucking Ed Sheeran and yeah. I don't know whoever else <laughs> fucking he does it with. I don't fucking know. But it, you do true. see it. You definitely yeah. see it in yeah. that culture. And artists work with other artists and things. Yeah. And, and that was, I mean, that was one of our, our big things when we started too like I showed you the, the girls that was yeah. you know up on um, the roof we got a lot of slack for that Did like you? sexist pigs you know good food and time out saying this is disgusting I can't believe they've done this and like the it actually worked in our favor because a lot More of people press. come to Sora. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, these girls with the tits and, out. Where? And, show and, me. And um, so, I mean, the whole thing was Sarah Barber, an amazing artistic artist. Her photographs, one of her things was sex and takeout. 
We were fried chicken, hip hop, champagne sneakers. We want to work with artists, young and upcoming people. And this was our first one. This was, you know, three and a half odd years ago. And she took these photos of, you know, girls in, in lingerie or like with kicks and with the staff. Like it was really- Kicks being trainers. Trainers, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> um, yeah. And like she, you know, it, it was amazing work and um, the, the girls were really good behind it. And yeah, it's just people were like, what is this? Just going, you sexist, you a guy guys we're like like this is, it's an art piece it wasn't this was not like the girl she wanted to do this we said we would love to work with you she has so many different other avenues and things she does and um this is what she wanted to do she thought this was amazing the fried chicken because it was all her indulgences in food that she could not have because she had like she was a celiac and she had like gallbladder problems and stuff she couldn't eat as much as she did and she's like this was dedicated to my you know my intimate what I really want to express myself doing I want to smash that piece of fried chicken and eat that ice cream and things like this yeah, and this yeah. is what people didn't get they were just thinking it was some bloody half naked girls on the roof and, and did, did it make you question yourselves um, it, not question, well, question ourselves in the sense of like, uh, I mean, you can see it from some people's perspective, yeah, but yeah. when people understand what it is, I think what kind of hurt was that a couple of, of people had said, oh, this just, you know, the chicken's okay, but this really took out my whole experience. Fuck, a bit dramatic. You yeah. saw it. Like, it's, yeah. they're there. Like, hardly anyone even looks up on the roof anyway. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah, was just yeah, a bit yeah. dramatic. It was a little bit upsetting yeah. that like... You didn't really see it for what it was. You know, we had a little spiel in there about Sarah and that. No one read it. No one did. You know, yeah, no yeah, one. Just, they just see it and they take, make up their own assumptions of it. But, you know, I mean, yeah, to be honest, it's even only when you come in, I was like, oh, hey, check the girls out. But like, I even forget that they're yeah, kind of yeah, there. Yeah, but yeah. Well, but now that the, the, the girl's gone on to do well for herself, it's quite, you know, it's oh, she's huge. Absolutely huge. That's great. Again, you were supporting a young up and coming artist. Yep. And again, it's part of the brand, isn't it? Yeah. Really? That's what you there was when we did our Parramatta store. Um, yeah. So we had one of our friends that was a designer, Tariq, um, big urban planner, um, architect in the Middle East. Right. He is? Yeah, um, and he also was the youngest guy to do the biggest urban development in, in Jordan or somewhere, like this huge thing. So then he also is a designer. He makes his own furniture and chairs. Like this is like, I mean, a chair, like, you know, 10 grand, things yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. Very sleek, minimalist, like detail, everything, corners, edges, sharpers. Anyway, so he designed our Parramatta store. Far out. So that was our collaborative thing with that. So he had had all the furniture made actually in Lebanon because um, he was residing there at the moment. We said, hey, do you want to do this, that? And all this like, you know, beautiful slate granite tables. Um, he made this chandelier it comes from the roof and then it comes out and all the big light bulbs are um, sort of inverted and it's kind of like they flicker a little bit. So it's to represent champagne flowing through the bottle. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, so like these things in the retail. So it's not wasn't just one with Sarah Barbara, it was this. And obviously we only have two stores. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. these are things that we will keep doing. And I think it's what you said about the musicians working together, how we work with artists, you know. It, it is a very big collaborative collaborative thing and it's amazing to work you get so much inspiration from other people Definitely. too you see what they do you converse with them you make friends it's just like it's awesome Absolutely. it's an amazing community would you would you ever think about uh, sponsoring someone like i you know like a, 
a young basketball team or like a hip hop dance crew or is it something, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I, I think community based stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, look, we, there's been a few things we've done or like normally it's like we just supply chicken, things like that. We're yeah, sort of okay. not at the point yet where we can. We'd yeah, love yeah. to. Um, Street th- dance, is that part of that culture as well or not? Yeah, like hip hop, b-boy dancing, yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that for sure. Um, I used to see them in the city when I used to walk home. They're just, they're just in the city. Yeah. Just, you know, just fucking yeah. going they're hard They're always practicing. Yeah, practicing yeah. just in the fucking... Yeah, I, I mean, I think, yeah, back when I was younger, I used to sort of love it and watch it and stuff. Yeah, I haven't yeah, yeah. seen much I anymore. I just throw the money. Yeah. <laughs> throw it back. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, joke, joke, joke. Uh, no, no, no. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you know, you know what it's like now. It, it's, it's, you, you got to make the right decisions and things. And I think it's, you know, once we're comfortable enough, I think it, it's definitely, there's, there's a lot of community based stuff. Yeah, that'd, a be, lot of, that'd be so good. Like, you know, like a competition yeah. or that'd be, you know, be there's lots of things. Uh, we want to do like basketball competitions yeah, that's for like youth yeah, things yeah. like, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's so many options, right? It's time. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's organizing it. It's councils being like nice and letting you do it without having to fill out a hundred page essay and plan of management right? and Red doing tip. all it's like it's so we could do so much cool shit. Yeah. It's like they wanna urbanize and like have this community like basketball and fun, but they don't want drinking. Yeah, yeah. They won't license it. Not loud music. Yeah, and no music. <laughs> yeah. It's like they, you want culture or you don't want yeah, culture yeah, what do you yeah. want like we are giving you something that can activate this area like out the west things like that and it's really hard it yeah. is you know we are a nanny state to sort of do some things and what what about uh, the future are you looking to open more stores is that what you, you, yeah. would, you would you go more butter or, or is that is that the one you would roll out more I've always been someone that wants the cake and eat it too. Yeah. I want a lot of things. I there's a, I still want to do like a nice little restaurant that's me, you know, kind of Mediterranean flavors, um, Mediterranean food with world flavors, right? I like kind of mod Oz, but not bastard food sort of because I'm a bit of everything. I like yeah. to cook everything. Um, you know, I, I'd love to have a few more butters. I don't want to have a lot like in the sense of having like 10 kfcs things yeah, like yeah, that i yeah. think a couple in select areas yeah um i would love to open melbourne and brisbane but well, sorry go on go on sorry but then it's like i'd love to do tokyo hong kong and yeah. america like la and new york LA, and chicago it seems like it's just fit for that right like especially if you're getting like i've never been to la but maybe like new york you're getting like in a hotel or something, you know, just in the lobby. So, you know, just some, some, yeah, in some yeah. cool, like, Soho house. Or, I don't know. I'm, again, I'm fucking totally talking about the school. Like I, I, said, I think it's the thing about butter and butter being a brand is that, like, you know, I was, like, over in Bali and I was, like, Butter Island. That's one of them. We're going to have this big fuck-off bar and just, like, you know, make money on booze and sell some fried chicken. And then there's the thing, like, L.A., like, butter bar. You know, it yeah, should be yeah. a bar where these people can come and do bottle service and be, like, a big... Bottle service, is that, is that like where they do the big... Is that what's, yeah, yeah, where they bring like the, sh- the, the, the big verb vodka, with the things yeah, yeah, and they'll yeah. have like the big ice tubs and all your mixes. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's big in the States, is right? It? And all these, yeah, huge. Ibiza, they love it in Ibiza. Yeah, and all yeah. That. Like, um, Hot birds, bikinis, yeah. fucking <laughs> sparklers. <laughs> <laughs> looks fucking good. Looks expensive for me, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, um, yeah, but that's the thing. I think it's like for, for places. And I mean, you know, you, it's like what they say, you go to the States, just add another zero on everything, you know, your turnover, your everything you can do yeah. more capacities like you, you've got more people more wages density as well po- yeah exactly not 25 million your, your wages aren't as much exactly. either aren't as you've much. got other yeah, costs yeah, yeah. but yeah it kind of seems but you 
I'm scared to take fried chicken to the States. Yeah, yeah, you're probably like, getting judged, right? Let's like, just go Mississippi, right. fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's get after it. It was this bloody, bloody Aussie eye tie. Exactly. Who think he is doing fried chicken? Right? Yeah, you'd yeah, be fucking on the next yeah. plane back for sure. But you've got to put yourself out there, I guess. Well, that's you know it. I mean, that, that's the thing. From the, the people we've had through, people from over there are kind of really pushing for us to do it they i said to them i am scared and they're like don't be scared this is really good i think this is better than a lot of places there so they said that yeah you must have been buzzing when they you said went home. yeah it was like they're like you know this place in la i can't remember what it's called it was like opened up lines out the door we've been a couple of times it's shit your shit's all over there and i'm oh. like what they're like seriously i'm like no you don't have to say it but yeah it, it makes you feel nice yeah, right yeah, it's yeah. good well, it's but i'm hard work but if you're not scared and if you don't doubt yourself yeah, and you're, you're too cocky, you? you're never going to push you're and be better. Push, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. This simple product, what we we're talking about before, I've changed it a couple of times already. You know, each year I sort of revise what we do and have a look because you know, it's kind of like Thomas Keller, you know, in search of perfection that you can yeah, never yeah. reach it and making people happy is that like when you're happy too, like when you can make a product and do it a little bit better, maybe to you it might not notice much difference, yeah, yeah, but yeah. to me it does and it's yeah. like... Yeah, we're you know. tweaking as well. Same, we're always tweaking, changing yeah. little things, little techniques, ways we do things. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Just trying to improve, right? Yeah, move forward. That's why we do it, I think. It's like yeah, why we yeah. went through all these. You know, you said about doing the restaurants and getting to this. It's like this is why you trained and learned to do this product and to always ever better yourself. Definitely, and I think I don't know. I think that's also like a, another more and more people specialising. You know, like. Uh, you do your, all your training and then you, you zone in. Like if someone said, oh, I'm going to start doing bread, for instance. I've been a chef for 15 years of pastry and I've decided I'm going to start focusing on bread. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's really good. So what's the difference between bread and fried chicken? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just, a set, like, it's just yeah. another product and it's the same for us. Like, oh, people say to me, oh, after all that time, you know, yeah, but just because I'm doing this, I'm still putting the same effort in. Now I'm just focusing on this. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Also less moving parts. And, and it's... It, it's also what you're passionate about too. Like, I mean, I'm passionate about fried chicken. Like I have always loved it, you know, and because and we're doing like an Asian influence too. I love Japanese flavors. And that yeah. was like how the ramen came, you know, it was yeah. like, I had never cooked it before, never done anything, you know, and it was like, I just threw some stuff together and a couple of tries. I was like, wow, like, cause I've, I've been to Japan and yeah. Rokunisha was my favorite, the sukum and the dipping noodle. I was like, I want to replicate this. I was like reading books, watching movies. And I was like, I wasn't even listening to them or reading. I was just looking at pictures and seeing what was in the stock pots. And like, oh yeah, yeah this, my that. life, that's yeah. fucking my life, seriously <laughs> reading. And, um, and you know, just getting little bits and then, yeah, it kind of turned out and um, it was like, Nick at Rising Suns he was the same and uh, like he said to me he was like I really love your broth and I'm like fuck you're saying that like that's awesome you yeah, know yeah, and um, um, yeah even like a few little ramen bloggers and stuff were like the first year we did it they were like so you know we heard butter fried chicken place doing ramen yeah what a gimmick like you know a, a chicken shop making a ramen whatever yeah. and then they were like I'm really sorry, Julian, for thinking that, but it is a really bloody good ramen and I'm very well impressed that it's straight chicken, there's no pork, nothing, the flavour you got. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what, what would you say the key is to a ramen? What are the, the key you create elements? Look, I, I don't... Mine's definitely... It's not yeah, traditional, yeah. right? Yeah, of course, of course, no, I'm not, course. you know, anything. Um, I, I just think it's like the, the quality of ingredients, what you put in, you know... It's your everything. It's like the pho or you know, for Vietnamese yeah, yeah. soups. That little PHO, grandma, has, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The grandma has the little like 
bag that she puts in at the end that no one's allowed to see what's yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a whole conglomerate of like bits and pieces and you get little flavors, little funks, you know, fermented things, acidic things, you know, the kombus, the suyus, stuff like that. Like, you know, all little bit just adds something a little bit different. And yeah, it's, you know, with our like tonkotsu style, like we roast all the veg, we boil it all out. There's heaps of chicken feet and chicken skin in there because like pork bones has all that fat and yeah. jelly. Where do you get it from, you yeah. know? So we use heavy on that stuff, wings. Um, to give it that mouthfeel. Yeah, yeah, to give it that, um, yeah, just to get that fattiness yeah, because yeah. carcass and, you know. Yeah, it's a broth, isn't wings, it? It's not, like, yeah, yeah, just like you a know, liquid. And we, we boil it out for about eight hours and you know it takes us a few days to make yeah so like ramen season's huge with with butter which is ending now which yeah. all the guys are happy about <laughs> until, until next year well listen we're gonna wrap this up but fuck i i get there today thank you very much it was no fucking worries. fantastic honestly it was really fantastic it's not my world but i still it, i felt like it was i love it was really cool the chicken was fantastic super Thanks. tasty super moist super fucking moist like it, yeah it was really I, I loved it it was fantastic so thank you very much for your time pleasure thank um, you yeah and if anyone wants to find you how, social media all the rest yeah of it. um butter sydney or just follow me julian v sincotta yeah. <laughs> jvc yeah you know me yeah. so, but, um and then for sure jules yeah. thank you very much for your time pleasure thanks thank for you. lunch and yeah awesome no worries cheers that's all folks